everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of vagina slips um for those who are new around here my name is lauren rose and i run this thing every now and again and it's been a long long time since we've talked so let's get straight to it (laughs) um i'm currently sporting a nice little smoker's voice um because i'm sick so there's that but I don't know. I guess recently, I mean, what? It's been almost a full year since I've graduated college. And um, this podcast has always kind of just been something that I do when I feel like it. And recently, I've just felt very stagnant. And I know it's not a feeling that only I experience, especially amongst my peers and all. But it still doesn't really help. And, um... I don't know. I guess I realized recently, so (laughs) I'm just going to get right into the juice. Last year, there was kind of an experience in my life, and I'm going to be very vague, but um, I don't know. It left me feeling like really jaded and kind of left behind. And uh, I used to always listen to FK Twigs whenever I was driving around, you know, going, doing my things, bopping around. And, um, after that experience I couldn't listen to her music because it just like hit me way too hard you know and recently I started to listen to her music again and it just again it it hit me and I was not prepared but at the same time it really made me question you know it's been almost a year since those events in my life and yet they still feel exactly the same as I used to and I guess I'm a person where I think, you know, time and logic will eventually solve everything. But I was talking to my friend Sarah and we were talking about um, basically like how the body remembers and not just in um, body memories in terms of trauma, but also, you know, in terms of really good things that happened or things that made you feel a certain way. And when I was listening to that music, it made me remember the way that I was feeling and my body like all the endorphins and all that stuff it came up and they were happy feelings but at the same time feelings of you know jadedness also were there and so I kind of wonder you know does time heal and should be kind of totally ignore these like body memories that we have of the past and I've kind of come to the conclusion that I've really like ignored everything you know week after week month after month and to say like that I haven't grown is not completely true because I am you know adulting and learning things and being with other people and stuff like that but ultimately I just think it's disheartening um disheartening that I haven't grown as much as I wanted to and like I said in the beginning my biggest fear is like being stagnant I like I hate it and now we're at the point 
where it's like, what do you do? How do you move past things and be creative again? So I'm going to hand this one over to uh, my guy, Jim, (laughs) to start our first song. Um, This is Jim Croce with Operator. Enjoy. Operator, oh, could you help me place this call? See the number on the matchbook is old and faded. My best old ex-friend, Ray Gosh, you said you knew well and sometimes hated
is Jim Croce with Operator. I just love how honest it is, you know, when like something relatively terrible has happened to you and you want to be like, I'm fine, it's cool, like, even though, I don't know, I don't want to be petty, but like maybe you're you're not the one in the wrong necessarily, but you have to like tell yourself to accept it and to move on and stuff and I don't know you know maybe what he felt was real and um to get past this like feeling is just to realize that there was like a nugget of truth in there and to hope for it in future endeavors you know those to have those like really positive body memories again but maybe with somebody else or in a different situation you know and I feel like he's kind of in the in-between in, in that song <laughs> which I hate and I know too well so I don't know I've been thinking about this a lot so I have clients that from one of my jobs that I do um, I'm actually a house cleaner so there's that and uh, one of my clients has the New Yorker every issue as they come out and she's absolutely so sweet she's like another mother to me and like we she like makes me coffee and we sit and talk and I don't know she's like really special to me and um, she gave me a copy of let's see it was November 14th 2016 and there was a article by somebody named Alex Ross and it was about Death Valley um, in California and how they had this massive desert bloom um, because typically Death Valley is like a rain shadow desert and so they don't get much rain but they ended up getting a bunch and suddenly this kind of like barren desert became engulfed in these like purple and yellow flowers and I saw it online as it happened and it was so beautiful and I wanted to read some things about it because I feel like this is very well oddly enough like applicable to <laughs> what I've been feeling recently so let's see as the day went on the landscape was overrun by people they moved through the fields in slow motion their legs extended at funny angles their heads bent down from a distance they appeared to be playing twister or performing modern dance once I got off the road, I understood why people were contorting themselves. You did not want to step on any of the brave little blooms that were coming up in this unlikely terrain. Bone-dry, sandy soil, cracked sheets of dried mud, patches of soil on ledges of cliffs. The desert five-spot flower looks up at you with a tiny, bright painted face, purple petals speckled with red. All that color has a practical purpose to seize the attention of hummingbirds and other pollinators, but it was not hard to see it symbolically, as a defiant assertion of life in the face of death. Then it kind of goes on um, into talking about the journalist and their approach to talking about Death Valley because it has a lot of um, reputation of kind of being a violent place somewhere where the the Manson murderers came together and here's a little bit of that some years ago I succumbed to what Perkins called not without irony the terrible fascination of Death Valley I was lured by the spooky cliches 
I'd read Helter Skelter, which describes how the Manson family ran amok while hiding out at Barker Ranch in the park's southwest corner. After a few days in the region, I lost interest in all that. I realized that Death Valley is not so much a desert as a surreally varied mountain region with a desert at its heart. At first sight, the landscape seems fixed and timeless, but soon you sense that there was a violent change in the not-so-distant past. Vistas rearrange themselves kaleidoscopically as pastel-colored geologic formations move in and out of the view. Vast slabs of rock descend into the earth at severe angles, like the Titanic making its fatal dive. I took a photograph of the stretch of the two-lane highway, with sky, mountains, desert, and asphalt forming a geometric abstraction. The image haunted me, becoming the desktop picture on my computer. And then the last quote that I wanted to pick out from the article, and I'll try to link it down in the underbar or whatever we're doing these days, was, um, let's see, this was a quote from a woman who kind of grew up in Death Valley. She says, to call it Death Valley, that was a very immoral and evil thing, if Steve said, scrutinizing me through black frame glasses. We didn't even talk about death. We talked about now and the future. Death is a part of life. It's going to happen. So why talk about it? My elders used to ask, what do these people know about death anyway? How do you define death? So, I don't know. I love history and I love reading about national parks and people's experiences and kind of tougher terrain. And I kind of started... Not on purpose, maybe on purpose, relaying this to our own narratives, you know, that we have. And perhaps we see our own narrative as like a helter-skelter setting in Death Valley, when really there are so many interesting things that we could be paying attention to, like these wildflowers popping up, or these rock formations that are abstracted and interesting and... And they give you clues to, to new things and things of the past. And I don't know. It's interesting how we perceive places and kind of the images that we give them. And really, there's so much more than a dark past. And there's so much beauty, too. And I can't wait to hopefully go to Death Valley one day and return to um, the Black Hills as well. And with that, you know what I can't wait for? The summertime. <laughs> I'm like dying. I need summer right now. We're in the thick of it right now. Winter. So we're going to play a little Sly and the Family Stone. This is hot fun in the summertime. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah. 
Alright, that was Sly and the Family Stone with Hot Fun in the Summertime. Super rad. I heard that in the car when I was uh, driving down on a particularly blustery day and it kind of hit my sweet spot, so thank you for that song. Okay, well, I feel like I kind of... (laughs) went through like a spiritual awakening (laughs) throughout this podcast but hopefully it's not too heavy for y'all I don't know I guess it's not so much that I was ignoring these things in my past but I guess I wasn't even really ignoring them they like hurt me and were with me every single day and I just made the decision to keep on like not even like reveling in it but to not do anything about it so yeah I guess maybe ignoring is the right word but it definitely was on my mind you know it wasn't out of out of my my thoughts and so perhaps this will start a new track perhaps it won't but at least I'm talking about it and you know confronting it a little bit um, but I don't know, I guess with all that, I'm just so thankful for like my friends in my life because I've been thinking a lot about time recently and how, how things have kind of flown past me. Like it was, you know, sometimes when you think about like, oh yeah, my roommate last year and when really they were like your roommates like three years ago, <laughs> like it's so nuts to think that there are a lot of people in my life who have moved away and they're kind of doing their own thing and we do share like ambivalence sometimes together or or, you know we have like our down moments but ultimately you know they're out there and they're doing their thing and they're giving it their all and specifically I'm talking about Lucy who I love I just remember meeting her in college and thinking she was super cool and kind of like nerding out when we finally became friends and it was so awesome just like going to her studio apartment and feeling like really adult and then I still had a couple more years of school left to go and she was ready and she went to New York and I'm just so thankful to meet people like Lucy and Merritt and my friend Sarah and you know with Sarah in particular just being able to talk to her and to be like vulnerable with her is something that you don't really get to have with a lot of people if you're like me so I don't know. There are a lot of people in my life that I'm thankful for. And we'll see what happens in the future (laughs) with everything. And I, you know, God, I never even talked about this Trump election thing. I was kind of one of those people where I was just like the white girl who's like, oh, Hillary's going to win, but like kind of like Bernie, you know, leaning. And yeah I was a dumbass and I could talk about this for a while but honestly I don't have the energy I'm guessing you don't have the energy to listen to it anymore and all I know is that when this shit storm comes and it most likely will um we just gotta stand together you know I am there for you guys I hope that you're there for me and uh I don't know. It can it can be better. 
and hopefully in the future for the new generations to come it will be better and we'll just have to take the the hit <laughs> for the next few years but I'm here for you guys and there is a song that I have to play because I'm getting all cheese ball again and it's by the Bee Gees naturally um and this is run to me so thank you guys I love you run to me by the Bee Gees love it live it every day and I'll see you guys soon bye If ever you got pain in your heart Someone has hurt you and torn you apart Am I unwise to open up your eyes To love me and let it be like they said it would be Me loving you, girl, and you loving me Am I unwise to open up your eyes to love Come to me No